The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. This is an almost live episode of Just Another Why Guys podcast. We're recording. I mean, obviously, we're live and we're here. But like, I'm going to record this and then throw it up because it's already an hour and 20 minutes past the time that the podcast would normally be up and available. But I was a super lazy bastard this week and I didn't bother to get a podcast recorded. Um, so this is a very quick cold open and, uh, you know, we have a very special guest coming up. It's the one, the only Marty Bennett is with us in the house live and in person called him over. Well, it's like I made an emergency call to the bullpen. I was like, bro, can you come over and podcast real quick and help me out? So I don't have to sit here and talk to myself. So we got Marty coming up. Um, anything else I need to tell you guys beforehand? Thinking, thinking, thinking. No, you guys probably already know. Let's go jogging. live on the podcast what's up brother hey man how you been i'm good i'm good i'm uh tired today yeah me too Uh, but i've i've had such a crazy couple weeks between new orleans and and going to a conference and then coming back and trying to catch up on all that stuff and then i had my first weekend ever on call this past weekend which was scary to say the least so um because everybody was out of the country out of the state um so yeah, I'm just. Kinda, they were just like, just "Hey, worn out. here you go. You can." Well, do it. I literally found out on Tuesday that as of Friday, I'd be the only person in the company, and I was there. And yesterday was still the same way, with the exception my the owner of the company was back, but he bricked his computer while he was in California. So Yikes. I was the only person with a computer. It was a lot of fun. You just tell that motherfucker to run to Apple Store and just like. Well, he did, he's got an appointment Tuesday. They couldn't get him in Monday. Oh, so, that's brutal. Yeah. So yeah, he tried to charge his uh, iPad on his computer, which he always does, and when he plugged it in, everything smoked. Wow. So yeah, that's not good. not a fun, a lot of fun. That is just not. So I feel you. I'm tired. Time. I'm out of it too. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm out of it. I've. I just, I know, and then I they don't know. switched my Ambien. They went from a purple to a white pill. Yeah. And for some reason, it's not the same thing and it yeah. doesn't let me sleep as well so i don't know interesting mm. i don't i've never i don't know if we've talked about this before but i don't i've never really taken sleeping pills or anything like that the only thing i've ever taken is like tylenol pm and that shit will make me drought like i'll just be like super sleepy the next day i'm like it's completely not the point that i want like can i i just want something that's gonna make me go to sleep I sleep for eight hours and wake up and feel it's, good. It's definitely your chemical wake up because for me, an Ambien, and obviously some people, I take it right before, like right when I start getting sleepy. Yeah. So I just take it to, I take it more to keep me out because I have dreams that are very vivid, wake me up all the time. Yeah. But it'll knock me out in 15 minutes. Um, and then if she takes them, she can be up an hour and a half and she'll take like, I take like a five or 10 milligram. She'll take 15 and she'll be up for two hours. Yeah. It's just, everybody's different. And, and I'm the same way. Like there's some meds that I can take and it, 
doesn't do anything to me, knocks people out. But there's one I take from my back, and like I know when I take it, I'm just gonna sit on the couch because I'm gonna, I will nap. It won't <laughs> knock me out like Ambien, but it will make me nap for about an hour. Like it's that good. So, so I guess um, we should maybe announce to the people out there. You, since you've been on the podcast, you've had a little bit of a life change. A little bit. Uh, I mean. You yeah, went, we did what the Christmas, the yeah. Christmas one right before you left, right? And you'd at that point, almost two months ago, wow. yeah. At, at that point, you were engaged, engaged, uh, which had only happened a few weeks before that, yeah. And then, as I flew, I flew home from Oregon, and you had uh, graciously taken care of our animals, and Buster was here waiting for us when we got home. And uh, you were off to downtown to do your thing, and New Year's I woke Eve, yep. up. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, huh? Look what that happened. seems like Marty got married last night. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations, you're Thank married. You. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, we did it. Uh, Third time's the charm. On hopefully, uh, we uh, New Year's Eve at midnight. We said Happy New Year, and at 12:03 we were married. So it's kind of fun. Uh, had an entire piano bar watch us get married on New Year's Eve. So it was pretty interesting. Kind of fun. What uh, What was the driving force behind that? Well, my thing about it was, was that I kind of waited two and a half years to propose. Right. And at that point, there was no like reason not to. The right. um, There was no tax savings for us to do it after the first. Uh, we actually had it planned to do on the 9th of January uh, with a friend of ours. So it was going to be on 1919. Right. That was, gonna, that was what the plan was. And we told her a few months in advance, and then her boss scheduled her for a conference in California. Brutal. So we had friends that were coming in from uh, Dallas, uh, and he's a pastor, and we kind of put it together real fast, like, well, hey, he's a pastor. Why not? So, that works. Yeah. So so he got us all married on, on the 1st of January. So now it's 1119. So. Well, there you go. Cong- cong- from all of us here at Just Another White Guys Podcast, we congratulate you. On your nuptials. Well, thank you. The one thing that we're that we are pissed about here at uh, Just Another White Guys podcast is that we haven't had a bachelor party. We haven't had a bachelor party. So, we haven't had a reception. We haven't had anything. But we'll get there. We'll I don't get give there. A it's fuck been about your reception. I, I care less about that. I mean, well, I, I was gonna, I mean, you know, there's some good food, but okay. I mean, I will. I mean, if if speaking of, if I brought I were, you food today. You brought me food because we had a conversation. You've never had any of my food, so I brought true. you some chicken pot pie. Fuck yeah. So, um, what was I gonna say? You don't care about. The oh reception. no, no! If I was, I will humbly accept an invitation if one is presented to me. I'm just saying I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, I would show up in support and in and in loving uh, honor of you and your wife. I would show uh, up. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, give, we're gonna we're gonna throw like a, a big party. We want to do something kind of like you know just big throwdown. So we're just trying to get through this first little bit. And you and I are so unknown for big throwdowns and. No, that sort us. of thing. We would no. we would never do that sort of thing. We uh, so you you guys are looking at uh, buying a new house. Yep, so uh, that'll be good. Looked over the weekend. I've got three more to look at on Thursday minimum. So I'm trying to get that knocked out too. What? Uh, so ass. so rumor has it there are a couple that are nearby this house. Yes, that we're we, currently in. Where do uh, where do those fall on the list of possibilities? Well, those are those are the two two of the three we're going to look at. Um, there was actually a third one that was right here behind you, um, and for whatever reason, they wouldn't show the house. The house oh, really? is on the market, and so yeah. we asked. They said we don't show on Saturdays, and I'm like, 
well, that's the number one day to show a house. Yeah. So we scheduled three different times, and all three times they said that time wasn't available, and we asked why is the house even on the market, and then we got no response. So that was the end of that. Huh. So all right. Yeah, our well. realtor was like, it's the weirdest thing he's ever seen. So who knows? Maybe so. uh, maybe it's a house that people – it seems like there's a lot of these houses that are uh, – they're rentals. So it could be a situation where there's people that are. Living I, I made the joke to him. It, it was a it was a wife that said we need to sell this. So he put the sign out, and when they called a schedule, he's like, "Now nah, we're good. Now nah, we're good. We're good." <laughs> I like my media room. We're good. The uh, but where the, there's a couple other ones that are close by. Yeah, there's a couple other ones. There's uh, one just on the other side, uh, just a little bit closer uh, to Houston from here. So okay. just down Westheimer. So yeah. So beautiful. Looking around. Looking around. When I when I mentioned that to Nikki yesterday, she was just like. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, we don't get enough trouble. Danger. Dangerous. It'd be a weekly podcast with the two of us and a special guest at that point. You know, we could, you know, if you were living that close, we could literally, uh, we could just add a second podcast to the week. Oh, well. And it could just be the Marty. It could be two white guy pod, a a two white guys podcast. Just a couple white guys podcasts. Exactly. Uh, so I know you brought a list of things with you to talk about. What? Uh, oh no! What, what do you want to hit? So here's here's what I do. I make a list of stuff I've heard you talk about on other podcasts. So all right, it just things like so. The first thing that we we had talked about your mom and you right. guys started on the uh, ask the questions podcast. Right. You I had said something about tell stories about your mom. So right. I figured I would tell you a mom story. Yes. Okay. Fire away. So when I was in high school, my freshman and sophomore year, uh, and this is bad for radio, but I was the smallest kid in my entire high school, right. guys or girls. I was four foot seven, tiny, tiny, right? Now, and for those of you who obviously never seen pictures of me, don't know me, I'm 6'3 now and 240. So I was four seven as a freshman in high school, and I was always picked on right? because it was real easy for everybody to do. So, um. So I once had this kid pick on me the entire year in this English class to the point where he asked me what time it was. And as I turned my wrist to look at my watch, he hit my hand into my own face, which A, is really creative. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty good. But it was my last straw. So I jumped up and took a big right hook at him and completely whiffed and thought, I'm going to die now. Except I remember I had a left hand too, and I came back with my, and I'm I'm very ambidextrous in life, and I came back with my left, and I hit him right in the jaw, and he went down in his desk, the desk fell over, and I jumped up and started punching him. And then my eight-month pregnant teacher came up behind me to pull me off me, because of course, again, four seven and 70 pounds, and as she came up behind me, I raised an elbow to punch him and caught her in the face. Oh, yeah. So, uh, they sent us to the principal's office. I wouldn't fucking think so. With no supervision, and I jumped on his back and started <laughs> whooping him again. And we had a we had an assistant principal great. named Mr. McCarver, and the dude was probably in his late fifties, but was cut. I mean, just he was a ripped dude. And he caught us in the hallway, and literally, like with one hand on each of us, pulled us apart with no problem. And we're in the office, and I got suspended for a week, and he'd been warned to leave me alone, and he got two weeks. So the next morning, I'm sitting in the principal's office in the back wall, and my parents are at the two seats at the desk. 
And he goes into this whole thing. Well, you know, we can't tolerate fighting. We can't put up with that. And he did throw the first punch. And, uh, and so my mom said, oh, I don't care. I had warned you. you, you didn't protect my son. And, you know, and they went back and forth. And my mom, if you can't protect my son, I'm going to go to the unemployment line and find the biggest dude I can. And y'all are going to pay a salary to protect him. And he, his line was, we can't tolerate fighting. We can't talk. Right. Well, he said it one too many times. So he said, we can't talk. And my mom, like a viper, reached across the desk and grabbed that dude by his necktie and twisted. <laughs> to me, literally, you hear, right? <laughs> and she pulls him to her face and goes, how many fucking times do I got to hit you in the face before you fucking fight back? And you just hear, suspension lifted. <laughs> And as a kid in the back, seeing your assistant principal like that, what do I do? I go, all right. right. My dad, who has never said a word, just turns and looks at me with a glare. And I'm like, and he goes, go to class. Yes, sir. And I just left. He was still being choked when I walked out of the room and turned pro. I don't know what happened after that, but my dad is six foot. And at the time he was like 320 and uh, he's very dark complected. Uh, and, and to give you an idea how dark complected he is, uh, two things. When I changed high schools my junior year, people thought he was a mafia hitman because he always wore this long trench coat. Yeah. Uh, the the boys at the house the other day saw a picture of me when I was like five with my dad. And they're, they're they, I didn't know your dad was Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked just like when he said, I was like, he actually does look like him. So. Uh, so my dad's really dark complected, but he's very intimidating. My dad just has that look like he's going to kill you. Right. Never said a word. My mom, the whole time was the only person that spoke until I was the one in trouble. And then he was all on top of me. So, but yeah. So you tell me when I was hearing stories about your mom and it made me laugh so hard. So, um, so yeah, so, and I have like an ass load of mom story. Yeah. There's, there's Pablo. Yeah, exactly. I pulled up a picture for Dustin. He looks like Pablo Escobar. He He does. Oh, I had to send it to my brother. Um, but anyway, so like my mom had done so much crazy stuff and just, oh man. Well, rumor has it that my mother is coming to visit in May. So if that happens. Oh, we're going to have fun. We will. Uh, she wants to come down to uh, like some, there's some big antique junk show thing or Red Rock, Brown Rock, something. I don't know. Oh, the, uh, you're talking about. Um yeah, uh, my aunt actually was a part of that for a long time. It's um, the antique show up in uh, just north of Brenham and stuff out there. I'll yeah. think of it in a minute. Um, no, my uh, my aunt used to be the vice president of that, and um, her best friend ran it, was actually the lady that started it. And we went to a dinner, I guess about seven years ago, when it was the 25th uh, Flat Top? Round, round top, round, round top. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's round, it round top, Carmine. Uh, yeah. So they, uh, they, they had a dinner for her for her 25th anniversary of it, and we were all there for it. Nice. Yeah. So I know all about that. I actually worked out there one year, um, helping them out when they were doing it when they were early so on. That's uh, that is that is what she's been talking about doing. So uh, we could sit around and you can just ask her. You know, we could have a podcast. Oh, we're gonna have a podcast ask, with you her. Just ask my mom questions about me, and she'll. Yeah, tell we're you gonna get into the good stories about you. The, I can only imagine. See, here's the thing, though. Like, I didn't really do much as a kid. Like, I like. What was the worst thing you ever did as a kid? Because I can tell you mine instantly. Um, I'll let you think. I, as I had as, three friends, I didn't really do anything bad. I had I had three friends that I hung out with, and I was it was a like giant pussy. <laughs> were you really? Yes. I played baseball all the time, so that's like all I ever did was little league. But well, that. Uh, but this I'll was before there was year round little league. It was only in the in the spring, but yeah. 
attack so, my birds. <laughs> yeah, there's they're up in the tree. Uh, They've got the orange tree over there. I really thought he was going to come through the window. It kind of freaked me out. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, like, I'm from a really, really small town. Like, the town that I lived in was 425 people. 57. And then, right. Yeah. And, then <laughs> I, and then the town where the high school was, like, three miles away, was, like, 1,500. So we it's one of those things where everyone played sport we played sports year round yeah so you played football in the fall you were part of basketball or whatever in the winter and then you did either baseball or track or whatever so i mean i'm i'm not sure if you could tell with you stayed uh, busy with my svelte physique svelte but physique. i was uh, a part of athletics most of the time i didn't always you know you have that, a, you have that one around. you have that one good ab it's i great. do have yeah. that one good ab <laughs> talking to nikki i was like i'm so excited that we've been you know, making some change. I, my, my, I feel like my ab has really come in. <laughs> it's rounding out. <laughs> it's exactly. Um, but no, like, I mean, uh, let's see. I, I kind of, they thought that I ran away at one point, but I didn't really run away. Me oh. and a buddy just went down and were hanging out by the river. I can like, tell and you. We just didn't come back, like, and the time that we were supposed to because we were just chilling out and whatever well, okay so running away i'll tell you a really my mom used to always watch like nikki does the murder mysteries and yeah. back then it was like forensic files and stuff like that so we got into a huge fight one night at my house so i ran away right now what you have to understand is i lived on 100 acres so i went out to the 100 acres and then i came back to uh, the camp house we had which is right there kind of near the house but you yeah. can see pe- so when they went to go look for me I went back to the house and to screw with my mom, I unscrewed every single light bulb in the house. So they come in and they can't turn on a light. And now they're afraid that I'm like, you know, sitting in there going to kill them or sitting in there because we live in the country. We had guns. So I I did it just to screw with them. So my dad actually, like I did the light bulb in the refrigerator. That's how far I took it. Right. (laughs) And so my dad actually hit his head on the ceiling fan and it jiggled one of the lights. And that's how they figured out what I had done. So then like, it was like a 20, but like, my, they they told me later they really thought like something bad was about to happen and it was just me screwing with them because I could yeah. and watching it from a distance which was fun but no the worst thing I ever did I had these three kids I hung out with and they were two really good kids and then that kid yeah and um we were in it, right across from his house of all places they were building a house and we decided one day that we were gonna go kick all the sheetrock out of this brand new house. And we did. Yeah. All I think of I remember. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember it. Weren't you God. wearing, uh, didn't you get busted because you I were wearing your baseball cleats? I brand new baseball cleats. And there were cleat marks in the sand on the cement before, since they hadn't even put in carpet and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I got in trouble. But that was probably one of the worst things I ever did as a kid. And the only time I ever got spanked while my dad held me across the tub. Whoa. Like, I've had regular spankings, but that was, that was the only one I was like that. And that explains mm-hmm. many of your fetishes to no. this day. Oh, no, I don't like pain. You're crazy. Getting spanked over the uh, spanked over the tub. Yeah, just lays over the tub. Now I understand why that one time you asked me to lay over the tub, but hey, whatever. You was know, that was just that one time. It's just that one time. It was the edge of the pool too. Anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> so when you walked in, um, I mentioned something about uh, your 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 boy Man Cow. So for for people that don't know, you worked uh, at the Man Cow Radio Show. I for did. A while. What, what? Oh, hi, Buster. Good morning. There's a cat outside. I'm sure. uh, uh, so when I was in uh, the Navy in Chicago, Foster, you good? Hey, can we can we finish podcasting, please? Come on. 
All right. So when I was in the Navy in Chicago, I used to go out and uh, and do stuff overnight on radio stations and stuff. And so I would do the overnight show in Chicago, and then I would do the uh, production stuff in the morning for their their show. So mainly at that time, it was gathering. Uh, cart. I don't know. You even remember cart carts? machines? Yeah. yeah, getting carts ready. Sometimes putting together commercials, editing things down, whatever. Um, so I got there. Uh, I guess maybe in November or December. I just started working. That's pretty early. So I was there, and one of the most most famous things that I know about with him was uh, while I was there. He um he comes on the radio. Good morning, Chicago. This is Mad Cow's Morning Madhouse, and he's doing his normal intro. And uh and we want to give you a big, great, happy Martin Luther King Day, or as we call it in the South, James Earl Ray Day. Oh. And I just froze. Like, what did he just say? I'm just like, I mean, I wouldn't see somebody pulling that off in the South, much less pulling that off in Chicago, right? And I'm just like, in Chicago, mind you. And I was like, did he really say it? Within an hour, there were news trucks at the building. Like, it was insanity. And we couldn't get the phones to stop ringing and bosses and stuff. Oh, it was not good. It was not. And we, of course, we had syndicates. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was out of control. Like, it, it was so much going on in like the next two hours that by the time I think it was eight or eight 30, he was pulled off the air. Like yeah. management had come in early and pulled him off the air. Like and he got suspended for, I think a week or maybe two weeks. Um, it, but it was one of those moments like, like literally life, every, like everything just went out of focus for a minute. Cause you're like, what is about to happen? You just know <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. You know, I, I, I Bank robberies, I get like that would be the only thing I compare it to. Like somebody pulls a gun and you right. know you're about to like that's what I or hijacking a plane. That's what I felt like it was. Like it just went Everything so just south, goes. so yeah, just yeah, like like the Millennium Falcon coming out of hyperspace. Oh, like, <laughs> whoa, it just it was crazy. It was a crazy thing I've ever been part of. Like, I, oh my goodness, I only I knew of Man Cow because he got involved with WCW at one point. That's doing right, wrestling stuff. Yep. But I hadn't thought of him beyond I beyond you mentioning him, mentioning him once or twice until I was watching <clears throat> I was watching a Howard Stern video on YouTube uh, the other day, and it was <laughs> so apparently uh, Howard has a guy who impersonates Alex Jones, uh, the radio guy. Yeah, uh, come on and like uh, say like weird and cr- like. Even crazier things than Alex says in real life. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, so apparently Alex was, the real Alex Jones was offended by this because they're, you know, stealing his personality because people are listening to Howard and hearing this guy and believing that it's actually Alex Jones that's saying all these sort of stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, here's the problem, Alex. The reason they think that is because you are a fucking <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you're fucking nuts. Yeah, so am I. Even even if you had you see here, and I feel like I can talk about this a little bit because I used to listen to Alex Jones and be like, yeah, that you know that makes some sense. And like, there's some some of like Alex's problem is everything is a conspiracy. Not everything is a conspiracy. There are things that that have been. 
I, there are things that I do believe that the government has participated in cover-ups on different stuff. There are things that we know for a fact that they've done that are, oh, yeah. you know, not up on the up and up. And I'm sure being in the military, you've heard stories of different sort of things and whatever the case may be. So the problem is when you when you cease to believe that anything is on the up and up, then that's when you kind of lose it. So anyway, the point is uh, Alex was on his show playing a clip of Howard's show making fun of him with a par- like with a parody voice. And the thing is like when it's on Howard everyone knows that this is a parody. Like it's c- made clear that this they they go so over the top with it that it's obvious that it's I wouldn't anyway. say I wouldn't say everyone knows cuz there are people that believe well, that the characters on TV are real and <laughs> you know. I mean but you but you're talking about yeah, a percentage I know of the population I know that are about. you know anyway those are not the people that are that are quote unquote coming up to Alex on the street right. and saying, "I can't believe what you said on that." That's yeah, I know. But so as I'm watching the clip, Alex is talking to Mancow on his show, and Mancow is in his full is in like his full gimmick talking about, "Oh, uh, you know, don't let it get you down, brother," and all this sort of stuff. And I didn't realize that Mancow was like a. Alex Jones, like right winger kind of guy. I didn't realize that that was what, but I hadn't, I hadn't heard. I didn't even know he was still a thing. Well, oh yeah. He's been in Chicago for, it has to be 30 years now, at least like he's been on for a long time. I now, as far as the right wing thing, back when I was in the military, like none of that really mattered. Like right. you, you, you had Republicans and Democrat, but it's nothing like today. So yeah. I wouldn't have noticed. Um, and of course, back then, that was the three things you didn't discuss. You know, you didn't discuss politics and religion and whatever. You know, back in in our younger days, they were just told you didn't do that. And now it's, of course, how people get judged almost instantly. So it's kind of kind of weird. Man, I was fifty two years old. He's been at that job a long time, though. Like. Uh, Mancow returned to Chicago's WLS on January third mm-hmm. of twenty nine. He just came back. Oh, he on just the came air. back. Oh, so he must have been off for a while. I was gonna say because I don't know what else he was doing. I didn't I'm know he sure left he or whatever. Like I know uh, one of the other radio stations that worked out. One of the guys passed away, but um, but yeah, I just I, I haven't really kept up with any of that stuff. Like like I said, I, that there was not. I didn't work there all that long, but that moment, like etched forever yeah so. <laughs> i would imagine uh looks like he did um, a 2008 uh 2008 it looks like he wrapped up the morning madhouse or whatever yeah, madhouse morning madhouse and then he started a new show on in 2012 just called man cow that was on wpwr hmm. man cow experience so it kind of feels, it seems like he bounced around and really wasn't, and then he returned to Chicago WLUP in 2015. Yeah, they was do only that. on for like two months. Two months. It probably didn't because, pick up ratings. Oh, because W, no, because WLUP had been sold to a Christian radio broadcasting company. Oh, let's not I put Man Cow and Christian radio <laughs> together. Wow. There's actually a guy that did that. He used to work the morning shows here in Houston uh, on a popular radio station. And then he went to work at the Christian radio station after, which was I thought was an interesting yeah. turn. So, you watch, the, you watch the news in the morning here? Here? Yeah. I generally don't watch the news yeah. at all. I don't know if you watch like for traffic or whatever. So uh, no, because 
I, Never mind then. <laughs> why? Why? What? Well, there's what? one of the traffic girls uh, that's on in the morning. Her name yeah. is Jennifer Reyna. That's how she started was at the Christian radio station. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so. think that name sounds familiar. I mean, I'm probably... I'm, I've watched the news. I just don't yeah. generally turn on the news. Turn on. I just usually turn on to catch like traffic and weather before I leave in the morning. Make sure I'm not going to freeze my ass off or something. Yeah, I mean... Here's, and, and here in Houston where it changes like every yeah, 27 seconds exactly. apparently. Because uh, today it's cold again. Well... I get up so early. And that's like cold traffic. relative to Texas. Yeah, exactly. yeah, let, me, let me clarify. We, uh, <laughs> I mean, I leave so early that traffic yeah. is basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, for me, traffic is whether or not um, I get down Westheimer in 12 minutes or 15 minutes. That's yeah. usually. You know what was amazing is, so the other morning, and this is, no one gives a shit about this, but so I basically take Westheimer all the way down to my office. I had the greatest run of traffic lights ever. I didn't stop at a red light from Richmond all the way to my office. That's nine miles. That's gonna say that's pretty good. Not a, I didn't hit a single red light. That's impressive. I did that not too long ago. I hit a strip from fifty nine all the way to San Felipe, which nobody knows where that is. But like to do that, like to hit every light was just one of the most amazing things. So I, I feel you. I just did it recently. I was, and I thought about it when I got to light. I was like. Dude, I even made the light turn and left. Like, how do you do that? Like, it was it was a good day. So, and it's so fun how we take those little things. Those in are life. those are those yeah. are the wins that you have to celebrate. Here like, in there's Houston. something going around on Facebook. You know, no one told you adulting was figuring out which is the best burner on the stove. And I'm like, <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. Like, I, I I literally go, it's the it's the bottom right one on my stove. Yeah. I know it. So, I, and the worst one's the top right one. Like, isn't it funny how you just get used? To, you always cook on the same burner. Mm-hmm. Like you just get used to it. You just know which one is the best yeah. one. Well, not even for for me, it's not even which one is the best one. It's just that's like that's the one that fits best to what I'm doing. Oh uh, well, that's pro- that may be true. See, my thing is though is that I know on my stove the bottom right is the only one that I can boil spaghetti in. Yeah, because it's the only one that gets hot enough. The next one I could boil like if I'm doing vegetables or steaming some broccoli. It's just a little water. It's like like and I know like which, but that's because I cook all the time. I guess I don't know. I just know exactly which burner is going to have to be for what. When I start dinner, like, <laughs> stupid. The you, stupid uh, things we learn about our... What our else? What, you, got, you got more stuff on your list? What else you got? Oh, what are we talking about? Uh, oh, so you were talking about, like, great places you've eaten and stuff. What's the best meal you've ever had? Um, okay. So one of the best meals I've ever had is at a place called Husk in Nashville. And I went there... Uh, when I was supposed to go see Foo Fighters, the first time that they <laughs> that, yeah. postponed shows. Which time, on Dustin? God damn it! <laughs> I'm so fucking mad about this still. <sighs> uh, but yeah, it was a place called Husk in Nashville. Um, it's owned by a uh, uh, a pretty well known chef named Sean Brock, and uh, he just has like really good, um, really good food, and he does like. Um, like southern creole uh low like uh not creole uh low country like south carolina like uh that kind of food and um like uh like like chicken fried steak Maybe um like, no he had um no it's like it's fancy fucking food oh, uh, that kind me, of stuff uh, let me let me go and look and see like, i will tell you south some of the carolina. things on the, uh well, this is all very riveting things. Uh, uh, no. Um, so like, uh, 
they do like a really great uh like a really great chicken with uh uh hominy and shallots and parsley and um so it's like uh, it's like reinvented southern cooking yeah yeah yeah. it's like uh yeah i got you i got brought up like yeah the the level is raised and then like for they have a lunch special today uh it's a pimento uh, it's a grilled pimento cheese sandwich with uh fried uh dilly tomatoes and they do some oysters and a chili glazed pork um Hmm. when i was there they uh had a really good um it was this aged ham uh, appetizer. That with sounds mustard. scary, it was but okay. so good. No, it was so <laughs> with good. With mustard? Yeah, there's like mustard and like, um, huh. like, uh, crostini. And, um, then we had a dessert. It was this popsicle. Um, fuck, what was it called? Hmm. Uh, Nikki wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was, um, a can, I can't, I think it was a cantaloupe popsicle. Ooh. That was just... I actually have pictures of it. Cantaloupe popsicle. It was fucking fantastic. So that's um, that's one of my favorite meals ever. Um, I had a really great meal at Vic and Anthony's in downtown Houston. Really? Yeah. I've heard so much about that place, but I've never... like. I, uh, it always escapes me when it's time to think you know about it. You know who uh, came in and sat down and ate uh, while I was Uh-oh. there? Who? Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. And I was too much of a... Uh, he was eating. I don't want to bother him. But uh, yeah, he was there. He was... Um, so they were in town. Ta- See, so you and I are like... like he was an people would go and coach. ask for autographs. I won't do that stuff. No. Oh, yeah. He was an assistant coach here for a while. Uh, well, no, it wasn't. It was... Um, I think it was when he was with Orlando. Oh yeah, it was right before he left to go to Georgetown. Um, fuck, where else? Um, so many good places. I know, there. right? Like, because I've done the I've done the Vegas thing. Like, I've eaten incredible Gordon Ramsay's places. Uh, Uber Keller had a place that I ate at once. It had braised beef lasagna. It was amazing. You ate a, you ate a Florida Lee? No, it, I ate at the one between Mandalay Bay and Luxor. He has a little like place in the strip there. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's called, but it was amazing. Like, it was a lunch thing. It was a lunch special. They had braised beef lasagna. It was so good. But the best meal I ever had, my ex-wife would talk about this place. She wanted to go forever when we first started dating and we were together. So I finally made reservations one day, and it's this place called the Emerald Restaurant, and it's out on 2222, I think. And they... Do you want the special? Like he all talks. Yeah. Right? And I'm just like, now mind you, when you go in, it's a house that's been converted to a restaurant. You're that's that's what it was kinda, in Nashville. You know, it's kinda it's it's not what you would expect for a super fine dining, right? Yeah. So he said that uh the special today is the rack of lamb, which is perfectly toasted with pistachio, right? And he goes through this whole thing. He goes, and then to top it all off, we have a giant lobster tail which was caught off the coast of South Africa just twenty four hours ago. <laughs> And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, does that even make sense? Right. So he, I tell him, I'm saying, fine, let's, let's, fine, let's do it. Whatever. Right. So when he comes out, he doesn't come out and bring stuff on a plate and bring it to you. Yeah. He came out on a giant, like tea tray with his arms extended out by, with the handles holding it. And he comes out and sets it down on one of the weight table, like right. fold out things. And I'm telling you, like, it was, I was like, look at this going, is this art? Like it was like a, a dinner for two, which was really a dinner for six. Right. 
And this lobster tail came out, and I kid you not, it was two foot long, and it had to be 12 inches wide. It was just crazy huge, right? And he starts just carving the lamb right there on the thing and then doing the lobster tail. And he dices up the lobster tail perfectly then puts it back in the tail and gives it to it. And I'm just like, and I kid you not, we ate on the like three or four days, but it was the best food I ever had in this little rinky-dink house yeah. in Austin. But man alive, like it was so good. And then I got the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's always, that's always the scary part. And I've had, I've had... Bills that were bigger since in my life, yeah. But I knew what I was getting into. I did not realize what I was getting into with that. But man, it was so. But like this, I've never seen a lobster that big in my life, and I can only imagine how big the lobster was when that was the lobster tail. But it was man, it was really good. It was rack of lamb, and then they had some steak. I don't even remember the steak because that was so not good compared to everything else. Uh, but the lobster that and the rack of lamb it was just amazing. Pistachio encrusted. Pistachio. Oh my god, that guy was crazy. Like. Some like I swear he was a redneck, probably somewhere that learned how to speak with an accent like that. <laughs> doing uh, impressions, and then um, God, where else? You should do impressions. Do you do I any impressions? Do, I don't really do impressions. Uh, I I would like to, but I don't. I mean, I've never really tried. Uh, um, another one of the best meals I had was just <clears> recently <throat> um, when I was at uh, the Foundation Room at Mandalay Bay when I was in Vegas, and I think. Uh, Part of it, I think, was just the atmosphere and being up on top of the, the top of the building. I remember your Snapchat from that, there, yeah. uh, Order. I finally ordered a, t- a tomahawk ribeye. Oh yeah, big ass bone. Oh, I've seen so, those. So I've seen those things. Yeah, that uh, that cocktail that the uh, I still it still cracks me up when I think about uh, that the cocktail that the guy made me he called you- it. Uh, Called it Scarlett Johansson's bathwater because <laughs> everybody wants to drink it. <laughs> oh my like, god, damn, dude. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was, uh, and even, even, uh, so my buddy Travis, uh, also ordered, um, he got, I think he got the Chilean sea bass, mm-hmm. which I don't give a shit about, but he also ordered a side of scallops. Oh, do you, do you not eat seafood? Okay. So, oh no, I love seafood. Okay. So we went to a thing here recently, uh, the other night called truffle masters. Yeah. 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 And it's like it's billed as like the top 26 chefs in Houston and they come in and do a special dish with truffle on it. I will tell you two things. One, I do not like truffles. No, they are just harsh and like, and maybe it's just cause it was the event that there was so much, like there was a, a dessert they gave us, which was a truffle infused chocolate wrapped in a truffle and coconut thing while a truffle glaze, right? Literally the smell of truffle was making me puke. Like, yeah. I couldn't eat some of the stuff. But there was a guy there. He has a little Italian place, um, and he did a garlic pasta with a scallop on it. It was um, – I would go eat in that restaurant immediately. Like, I wanted to go to his place right then. Yeah. It was that good. Scallops? But I, I've i never tried scallops till at night. Scallops good. are amazing. Yeah, his were good. But that's – I'm always – I'm one of those people I want to try new things all the time, but I'm afraid, like, I'm going to throw $35 down on a plate on something I don't like, and then I'm going to be in trouble because then I'm going to want some real food. So the best part – you know where I've learned the best place to do that is, though, is Vegas. Yeah. Because if you go somewhere and you try food and you don't like it, well, you just walk three doors down and you can get something else. <laughs> and that's been a lot of money. Hit the New York pizzeria place for a $6 large slice of pizza or whatever, or in and out or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, I haven't – can we go to fucking San Antonio, please? I need in and out Burger. Oh, yeah. San Antonio, Austin, anywhere. somewhere. Yeah, they have. They both. Have you know what's? I, I've been to Vegas like. Two, They'll be here this year, two supposedly. or three times, in like the last year, and I have not hit. In you and didn't out go. Time, nope. 
I always, I always try to make the night that I go to uh, Fremont Street. I'll go down there and we'll party and, and drink, and then when we catch the cab right back, I make them drop me at uh, In and Out and go eat. Yeah, that's what I, I do. Just, that's I like my I just never made it. Tradition. I should have went, but I didn't go. <clears throat> but yeah, so good food. I do hope they are building. Allegedly, they're building one here. It's right. It's uh, going to be just down here from you. So. Um, if you were to take six down to straight down to Sugarland, it'd be right there where you're at, like at six and ninety, I think, right by you. Oh God, I know, right? So you have Krispy Kreme one direction, and you'll have In and Out the other. <laughs> and what? all that weight that you're losing is you know what? Just go, yeah. Oh, right back on. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like, I'm not that big on Krispy Kreme. Like, it's, I'm not either. They're, it's they're super fine. sweet. Yeah. But like, uh, have you gone out to uh, Hertz Donut? In, no, uh, I, need, I keep saying I want to, but I just haven't got there yet. The interesting thing is, like, it's just, it's okay. Like, it's more novelty than anything. It like, is. don't go and in there expecting that you're going to have the greatest donut no. you've ever had in and your life. And for those who don't know about this place, uh, they have some of the craziest donuts you'll ever see. If you go to their webpage, yeah. you'll see some crazy donuts. The other thing that's crazy about them is that they will have donuts delivered to a dude dressed like it. And <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be like for people that hate clowns because I don't, but I know so many people that do hate clowns <laughs> that I just want to do it for all of them. Um, but yeah, he shows up dressed like the crazy clown and and d- delivers your donuts. So I'm sure that would not be fun for people. But And then here's the other thing. I'm from Oregon, so we have voodoo donuts. And voodoo donuts, Hearst Donut can't hold a fucking candle. Like They, they are not even in the same realm of amazingness that... Uh, that Voodoo Donut is. And what's even better is Voodoo Donut is in Austin now. So, you know, maybe if you make a run up there, they're on, and they're on the main street. They're on 6th Street. Oh, that's so, a funny place. Oh, yeah, it's so good. I've had a numerous experience on 6th Street. <laughs> you can go in uh, to the uh, Voodoo Donuts in Austin, and you can buy a bucket of donuts. A bucket? Yeah. Have you ever been to Round Rock Donuts? Speaking I of? have. Like orange donuts? I did. I did go to Round Rock. I did go. Did you enjoy for it? The, I did. Yeah, they're good. And ju- But I had to just for the gimmick. Like, I had to buy the giant. Oh, you bought the giant one? Oh, hell oh, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't do that. I just buy, like, you know, a few of the orange regular donuts. But they're really good. Especially well, if you get them warm. They're so but good. The, reason, the reason I bought it, though, is when we, we were driving from Austin all the way back to Bartlesville. So we stopped. Oregon? No, Bartlesville in Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah. Because we went down to My Austin. Went really high when I said Oregon. Oregon? Oregon? I was really impressed with that. Oregon? Um, that's my soprano voice. No, but uh, <laughs> no, that's we were in Austin. Uh, Nikki tried out for the first season of The Voice. Oh. So we uh, were on our way back, and we had seen. We had seen. Uh, round, where How did she do in that? She didn't make it past the first. Tri- like the first tryout part really yeah was it intimidating or i guess i should ask her i don't know i uh, wasn't in there was, oh. it was it sucked for me i just sat in the car sat for the like car. four hours oh. i'll ask her ask her next time i see her she i mean because I, you know, I, I knew somebody that did that for i think it was for idol when they came to houston once yeah she tried out for idol once too and i had heard that girl sing but i knew like she wasn't that caliber right and to me nikki's that caliber like nikki yeah. could pull it off we uh she went to she drove from Minneapolis to Cleveland, I think. Dang. And sat out like that was a. So I think it was the second season or the third season. 
So it was when they were the auditions were being held in like football stadiums because there was like thirty thousand people 30, that would go yeah. to all these things to try out. And um, I don't think she made it past the first huh. the first one there either. But you never know. It's like uh, it's one of those things. Right place, right time. You gotta yeah. You gotta. You know. It's all gonna line up right. She didn't make American Idol. I didn't make Biggest Loser. I just heard a story the other day about some guy on Idol that he got told, you have the voice to be on the show. The problem is, is we just let a guy go through that almost looks like you and sounds like you, so you're not making it. Like... Like, if he'd have just been twenty spaces ahead in line, yeah. you know, or whatever, like, just exactly. kind of that kind of, or been the next day, or well, a, a different set of producers. Yeah, but you know, I guess they they try to get a variation of looks and things like well, that. Well, and so. that's and that's like one of those things you don't realize when you go and try out for any of those kind of shows. Like, you don't actually see like the judges. Yep. Until way, way later, later on, you're getting some like like junior producer or like you're probably getting production assistance at the yeah, beginning exactly. and then you get some junior producers then executive producers then you finally see yeah, the talent like, exactly uh, i'm sure it's when like they, a four or they, five they, stage thing yeah, for sure so i think i think those are the only two things that she's tried out for in terms of like shows i don't have that but much she was, talent <laughs> she was really excited about the voice but that was and that was the first season that was before it all blew up that was like it was all about oh, it's just going to be about how you sound, and yeah. so like, you know, you know, they, that was their I think, gimmick. I think she also, um, we've talked about it. I think she maybe made a poor choice in the song that she decided to try to sing. She oh. should have she she should have picked a song that um, was like had an early kick in, like something that she could show off in the beginning. I think it was a little too subtle at the beginning. Uh, I got you. Yeah, that show used to be that used to be their gimmick that it'd be kind of crazy looking people that could sing and they've gotten away from that too. Yeah. Like that was kind of to me their selling point, but there's just so many of those shows now I just can't. I like I think I got so hooked into Idol for so many years that like I just can't watch anymore. Like none American of them Idol's now. coming back to ABC. Oh, they they were back last year with Katy Perry and Lionel Richie and uh Luke Bryan. Yeah, this will be the second season. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were on well, last year, I want to say maybe ABC had the Super Bowl or something last year. They had something big, and then Idol was on right after that. So, oh. But, yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I, used, to be forced, so I used to be forced to watch American Idol. So I, I, yeah, I, I, I got so burned thing. out. I, I watched so many seasons, and I just couldn't do it anymore. So. But. Well, sir, I know that uh, we're, we're 45. I, I know you got to go to an appointment. You, you I got, still got time. I got you work. Uh, we can talk about a couple things. If you you got, want to what, else, what else you got? What else do I have? I don't think there's much left. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to tell you. Okay. So this goes back to our wrestling the other night. We yeah, went yeah. to the wrestling thing. It was cool. Has there ever been a wrestling thing or any event that you've gone to that you wish you wouldn't have gone to or ones that maybe you sh- were going to and you didn't at the end? Um, I, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you that because of this. I had a girl I was dating, and she knew I was a huge wrestling fan. So she offered to take me to the pay-per-view because it just happened to be while I was in town with her because it was when she lived in Kansas City. Right. She offered to take me to the pay-per-view. And I knew how much the tickets were, and I'm like, no, you don't need to spend that much money. She goes, it's fine. No, I'm, I just don't want to see. We can watch it at the house and you know save 150 bucks, whatever. And it was the night Owen Hart died. Oh, man. No joke. And you talk about like watching it on TV and not understanding. I can only imagine what it had been like had I actually said yes to the tickets. Yeah. Like, 
This is the only thing I wish I'd ever said yes to in, a, in an event like that. Because a lot of times, like, I get invited to places. I'm like, no, nah, I got to do this. Or I've got work the next day. Or and I'm, I've been okay with it. That night, I wish I'd have been in there. Just because I, w- I like the behind the scenes of how things happen and how they work. Yeah. I would have loved to have been in the building just to see how they handled it. Like, just to... Because I can only imagine it was just well, crazy. They... No one in the building knew that he had. They never said anything. Like he fell, they worked on him. They took him out on the stretcher, and they didn't say anything. Really? No. But didn't so the no show one, go off the air or no? Oh, I thought no. it went off the air for some reason. No, that was a big bone of contention. Is that they continued to do the show, and you could tell that you know they things were bad. They announced on the air that there had been a terrible accident and that Owen had passed away. But that they didn't tell the people in the building. Oh, really? No. Oh, so I actually got a better so you version knew, of it watching you, the pay-per-view, yeah, actually. You, oh, I mean, huh. you, you had an answer huh. uh, much much sooner than anyone in the building. I I remember, I, I still remember when I found out about that. Because I was working uh, overnights at a uh, convenience store gas station in Colstrip, Montana. It was my first... I guess technically it was my second job after I graduated high school. It was my first job after I graduated high school. My dad got a got me a job at the sawmill that he worked at, and uh, that lasted for six weeks. And they laid everybody off. So I got I uh, I worked for six weeks and I got paid for uh, ten because they gave me a month of severance, severance pay. pay. So I uh, <laughs> I started that job in June, and I worked through like. I think right before right before Fourth of July, and then they yeah they got rid of everybody. And uh, what was your first job? That was that was my first. That job. was your first real job. Yeah, yeah, that was my first uh, real job. My first real job was at fifteen, and I was uh, working at a horse auction, making nah. twenty five bucks a night, just haltering them, bring them in the ring, walk them out. That's all I did. But at fifteen, like it was it was fun. Well, I mean. That was the that was my first job where someone else paid me and I actually got a paycheck. My dad had a restaurant, oh, uh, like a cafe. That's and, always a family business. So I, I mean, I had a job there. I did everything there. I would uh, run the convenience store. I would run. I would do dishes. I did all kinds of stuff there. Oh man, that was crazy time. That was a that was a period in in my life where we didn't. I didn't have a like a home cooked like sit around the dinner table meal for like four years. <laughs> wow! Because we ran the restaurant, so it was like if you were if you wanted to eat, you just went down and made yourself something to eat, like in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. the restaurant, the restaurant, and you had whatever was available on the restaurant menu. Twenty, yeah, twenty. Or hours. I would just I would just make up random sandwiches like and stuff. I would oh. just make random things i i could have made taco bell so much money when i was the manager there because the <laughs> stuff i created because i got so bored of eating there six days a week i had nachos that were just amazing like some of the craziest nachos you've ever i had beef and chicken and steak like or ground beef and steak and all on there and just some of the stuff i made just to change it up because you work there and you see it so much like man i made some good stuff i'd have, I'd have had my own taco bell menu but if they'd have listened <laughs> but to go to go back to what i was saying um the oh, owen montana thing, yeah the owen thing um so i was working at this convenience store i did overnights and in montana they have 
these gas stations and they have these little casinos that are attached to them. So like the the um, yeah they're like that. They're called they're called town. It's called Town Pump is the uh, the name of the gas station. And then the little uh, casino that's attached to it is called Lucky Lils. So the girl that was running sounds like, like the twins in my hometown. <laughs> no, sorry, couldn't resist. The the girl that was like uh, the, the 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 late night person that was working there was the wife of another guy that worked uh, at the gas station that I was kind of buddies with, and we'd watch wrestling together and stuff like that. And I came into work, and she's like, did you hear what happened? I was like, no, what? She's like, Owen Hart died. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> fuck are you talking about? She's like, no, he really died. I was like, how did you hear that? She goes, it was on CNN. Oh. And then I was like, oh, okay, he probably really did die. Then. Yeah. Because like, if it was just something they heard, I was like, that's really fucked up if they did an Owen Hart died storyline. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it was on CNN. So I was like, well, but the oh, but the eighteen wheeler hit the limo, Dustin. I've seen it. <laughs> Vince Vince has died. I think Vince has died about seventeen, 17 times. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you said, "Is there something that I wish?" Well, I can tell you right now, I kind of wish I'm not, I wasn't going to this uh, show, uh, this Ring of Honor show at Madison Square Garden, because all of the guys that I thought I was going to get to see on this show, Aren't and the there. reason I bought the tickets are not there and are having a big show that just sold out yesterday uh, at MGM Graham Garden Arena on Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas. So not only could I have gone to see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody and all these guys that I really was excited to see, um, but I could have gone to Vegas to do it, which is, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I love Vegas. I can't imagine. Do you? You only try to get me to go like every three months. So... Which you know, one day we're gonna say? go? We're gonna I've die, only, but we're gonna. Yeah, go. It'll be worth it. That's what, that's what I said. But hey, one of some people get a star on the Walk of Fame. We'll have a body outline. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I said on on my pre Vegas podcast, there was two things that I wanted to have happen when I went to Vegas. One, I didn't want to die, and two, I wanted to break even. I went one for two. Hey. That's fifty percent. So, if you're a baseball player, you'd exactly. be an all star. So, be, fuck, I'd be, be a greatest, Hall of Famer. Be all, I'd be the greatest player ever, baseball player of all time. <laughs> um, oh, but like, gosh. I'm trying to think if there's a wrestling show that I could have gone to that I didn't. I mean that. I mean that's happened a bunch of times. Um, you know, there's a there's a wrestling there's a WWE pay per view at Toyota Center on Sunday. Here, Elimination Chamber is here oh, in is Houston. It? I didn't even know that until I was looking at something you know, okay, yesterday. So- that's just weird because it's been in Texas two years in a row because I was actually going to say something to you on probably the first podcast I did. Yeah. I was going to tell you that I was surprised you were here because Elimination Chamber was in San Antonio and now this year it's here. Yeah. I, um, no, I haven't, I haven't watched uh, And neither have I. That's WWE what's funny is and, I just know by yeah. hearing the radio or whatever. I didn't know it was in town until you said it just now. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, yeah it, was in, it was in San Antonio last year. I'm pretty sure. Toyota Center. Yeah. So. They usually they usually there's usually one pay per view a year either Dallas San Antonio or Houston. They, Houston used to be a great WWE like they used to sell out uh, or come or put you know ten thousand easy in Toyota Center all the oh, time. Yeah. Now they can't. I think they were here for Raw a couple of months ago. And I don't think f- they did five thousand paid at Toyota Center. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Not good. I remember when they used to be here. I used to used to go to that and it was packed out. Like when when it was in its heyday, so yeah, I wish I so I went to a few like we had Portland wrestling, so 
we we had talking about growing up. Yeah, when yeah, I was we growing had the up, same thing here. Houston you had wrestling. you guys had Houston wrestling, and there's been so I've read about so many great shows that were here in Houston. I was like, fuck, I you wish know, I could. I like people people want to have a time machine to go and like you know save the world or like figure out how to make money or do all the sort of things. I wish I had a time machine just so I could go back in time and go to like some of these really great like wrestling, wrestling shows. Events. And like, cause you hear all the old timers talk about how like, oh, they were jam packed to the rafters and there was a riot and all this sort of shit. And I was like, I'd like to see that in person. You know? I, I, I would see there used one to be a cause place, I want to know if they're actually telling the truth. There used to be a place here that we'd go see. I can't remember what it's called anymore. Um, but we'd go watch what Houston wrestling there. And you would see these guys that when I got older, like I went for my birthday one year, but when I got older, it was all these guys I had seen come up in Houston wrestling. They were all now in at the time WWF, but like uh, like Terry Taylor, yeah, uh, before he became the Red Rooster, yeah, uh, Ted DiBiase before he was the main. I used to watch Ted DiBiase wrestle with uh, Doctor Death Steve Williams yep. all the time as a kid, and they would do they'd go against Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express and those guys, um, and even um, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Before they were famous, like you would see, and so and I grew up watching all these guys, and then, especially as a kid, you would see how big some of these guys, like Kamala, were, and yeah. uh, Big John Stud. Like I've never seen Big John Stud was the first guy I ever saw. Well, he won the, I think the second uh, Royal Rumble because it was here in Houston. Yeah, we were at that, and. I just remember him coming out from the floor because it was at the where Lakewood Church is now, the summit. And he came out, and literally the dude's shoulders was above everybody on the ground. Like, the dude was just huge. And, of course, as a kid, they just looked 20 times bigger than what, the, you know. But, but I just sure. remember we were sitting – we weren't on the floor seats. We were sitting in the first lower bowl seats. But I was probably, like, on the third or fourth row. But I was, like, almost even with everybody's head. Yeah. And then his – he just was towering above these people. It looked like he was floating or something. He wasn't. <laughs> it was just weird. He was a big dude. But, yeah, him and Andre were just, like, the two of the biggest people I've ever seen in real yeah. life. Like, just crazy. I only saw Andre live once, and it was, like, at the end. Like when he was real, like real immobile, and yeah. his back was all fucked up, he was doing. Um, he was going around with uh, Ultimate Warrior, and Uh-oh. they were the first match after intermission. Mm-hmm. So I remember this. I remember this very distinctly. So I got um, for my birthday that year. I got uh, tickets to uh, WWF hash, house show at the Portland Memorial Coliseum, and I got Air Jordans. <laughs> my first Air Jordans. They were my they were my birthday present, but they were also my school shoes because my birthday is in August. So I would get usually I would get like some sort of school school thing. clothing or something. Yeah. yeah, for my birthday. Like that wasn't my only gift, but that would be one of the things I would get. Like that was my practical gift. So my mom had um, she had put Jordans on layaway for me at Nordstrom's, and so for all you kids out there. Layaway was a thing where your your parents would <laughs> would put would put it away. They would pay on it for a couple months, and then you'd get it. Yeah, thirty um, percent down in payments until yeah, it's exactly. paid off. Um, so I got I, I got Jordan. I remember being at like Walmart or Kmart or something like two days before Christmas, and the line for people pulling out a layaway as a uh, kid, like for man, sure, it's crazy. We, uh, but I got to wear. I wasn't allowed to wear my Jordans until school, except. I could, I got to wear them to go to the wrestling show. Oh, sure. So, and we had pretty good seats. It was me and my dad, and we were down on the floor. And at intermission, we went up to the concession, 
and we were standing there and ordering whatever, and I got, because uh, I'm such a fat kid, I can remember this. I got one of those, uh, I got one of those frozen malts, mm-hmm. you know, the, like the malt in a cup, mm-hmm. and you got that little wooden, like, yep. the, like the tongue depressor spoon. They well, still so have those at Dairy Queen. <laughs> so we're up there, and I hear the ring announcers start. To, I hear the ding, 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 because they're coming back from intermission. I'm like, oh no, they're coming back. So I just grabbed my malt and I ran. So at Memorial Coliseum, they have, um, you know how now it's usually kind of open and they'll have a curtain or whatever out to mm-hmm. the, but there they actually had doors oh. so you had to open. So I just ripped the door open. I ran down the stairs and I got to my seat. Um, cause it was ultimate, like I was a huge, like I'm oh, ultimate was, warrior. Yeah. I'm going to see ultimate warrior. So he comes out and, uh, Andre the giant was already at the ring. Ultimate warrior comes out. Bing, 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 clothesline, big splash, one, two, three. It was like a seven-second match. So I hear music, clothesline, big splash, bell, and it's over. I look up, and then as soon as the bell rings, I look up, and my there's my dad standing at the top of the steps going, what the fuck just happened? It was a way to sell <laughs> tickets like, for a name, and they're there like, 15 seconds. You know what? What do you get paid for a night like that if you're them? Like, what do you oh. think? You did seven seconds worth of work, and you well, he was at the a cha- house show because there's no he TV. Was the, he was the champion. Warrior was? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the champion that night. Or he might have been Intercontinental champion. So he probably, and it was a pretty full house. So he probably got two grand. Two grand to seven seconds of yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And Andre, the, Andre got two grand to take a guy jump on him one time. Exactly, like, man, must be a good life. I met uh, I met Shawn Michaels that day. Did you? Yep. Because my dad, um, my dad parked in a lot that we probably weren't supposed to park in. That was like directly behind the like. It wasn't like most of the parking was across the street. I'm pretty sure he pulled into like where like the wrestlers parked. Huh. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't say we can't park here. Yeah, so we get out and I like I see Marty and Sean get out of the car, like Dad, that's the Rockers. The Rockers. I gotta meet them. He's like, okay, okay, and Marty like scurried in and would like he didn't want it, but Sean was standing there. Super and, cool. And uh, he, uh, my my dad was like, yeah, it's my son's birthday. We're here for the show. He's like, oh, happy birthday, little fella, like little guy. Um, and uh, he signed me an autograph and he's like. Happy birthday from your best friend, Shawn Michaels. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so Had amazing. It it's mom, probably why Shawn is my favorite wrestler for like pretty much my whole life. My mom had that happen, too. She was, uh, speaking of Vegas, she was in Vegas, and she was, I don't exactly know like what you do, but I guess she was taking her jewelry and putting it in the safety deposit box or putting it on to go out for the night or yeah. whatever. Um, I'll tell you a story about Suzanne Summers too while they're there. Okay. But she was in there and as she got her stuff, she backed into somebody and, oh, excuse me. And security was on her instantly. It was like, what? And turn it was Red Fox. Oh. No joke. And he was so apologetic. He goes, no, guys, it was my fault. Let it, let it. And they got free tickets to the show. But they were going that night to see Suzanne Summers. Okay. And back in the day, Suzanne Summers had giant elephants in her show. And my dad had got my mom front row seats, okay? And they were kind of on the edge of the edge of the stage. <laughs> and at one point, 
this elephant comes charging from backstage on the left side right. and literally takes its butt and throws it down and slides across the stage. Yeah. And my mom just kept looking at it, sliding toward my dad and sliding toward my She goes, at one point, she literally could see the headline at the paper, local man killed by sliding elephant. <laughs> and he said that elephant slid and part of its skin and stuff were hanging off the edge of the stage. But it stopped like right there. Holy she shit. She said, but she really thought my dad was going to die right then. Like it was going to just slide right into him and off the stage. Oh my God. But yeah, but there's an old reference Suzanne Summers on a Red Fox. That'll give you some that's, age. Yeah. That's so we've, Sanford we've, and we've, Son and Three's Company, dun, boys dun, and dun, girls. That's the music you should play us out on. Ugh. All right, sir. Well, yeah, we got to go. I appreciate I, go. Uh, anyway. I appreciate you swinging by anytime, to uh, anytime. do a, 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 a jog pod and uh, <laughs> a saving jog. Pod. Yeah, thank you for saving me and uh, giving me content to give to the people. No problem. I greatly appreciate Next it. Next time we'll drink and we'll make it fun. That's right. Well, I want... <laughs> 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 then I'll tell really bad stories. This is, I think this is the first... I think this will be the first officially numbered jog pod that you'll have been on. That's true. Can't be cocktail except, hour. Except I the... Uh, I don't have a cocktail. Except the... Uh, well, I guess the Christmas show. You're on the Christmas show. That was an official... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. That was a special edition. It was a special edition. So, I got to say, uh, so, the pres- President Clinton was a hit was with, he? Uh, with a lot of the people. Oh, they, yeah. They enjoyed that. He came by? He did. He did stop by. We're lucky enough to have the, the president uh, a few different times. All right, folks. That's it for this week's episode of Just Another White Guy Podcast. Have a great podcast. week. Everyone, enjoy your week out there. Remember, like, subscribe, follow, share the program, pass it around. You know, like. Uh, like the two, take uh, our jo- like the lucky Lil. <laughs> take the podcast like it's weed. Do some, <laughs> then share it. Do some, then share it. Puff, puff, give, motherfuckers. <laughs> puff, puff, give. All right, we're out of here. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the five hole. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.